Hello and welcome to the Transfer Window, the podcast that consistently brings you the news before it becomes news, as well as insight and analysis into all the subjects you're talking about in football. I'm Ian McGarry and with me, uh, perennially, I'm glad to say, is uh, the transfer guru, Duncan Castles, beware of other imposters. We have a packed pod today, uh, slightly shorter, but however, uh, as always, the news will be coming thick and fast on Manchester United, Borussia Dortmund, uh, also Chelsea, Arsenal, Sassuolo, Juventus and Harry Wilson. Duncan, we're going to start at Old Trafford where uh, Manchester United have reignited uh, their pursuit of Real Madrid and France centre-back Rafael Varane, uh, a player who has won literally everything and someone who is out of contract in a year's time and therefore available at a very affordable price when you consider um, what good defenders are going for in the current market. Uh, It looks like, uh, and it is our understanding, that United are prepared to pay €50 Euros. Up uh, for Varane to Real Madrid, who do not want to lose a player for free in a year's time. But there is an interesting twist, Duncan. So tell us what you know about the Varane to United deal, but also the twist. Well, Rafael Varane to Manchester United is a perennial and and, and one that uh, should have happened if you if you asked Sir Alex Ferguson ten years ago. Um, actually took a train journey to to France to try and convince the player to join Manchester United. Um, I had gone a long way down at the line in terms of paperwork when he was at Long um, and got gazumped and by, in Ferguson's own account by Zinedine Zidane, um, one of the, the great uh, transfer deals in, in Zidane's case, uh, given the service he's provided for Real Madrid. And and quite often got to a stage where he's been regarded as one of the best central defenders in the world. It's interesting that, that there is so much talk about him moving now when, when probably his, his star has waned slightly in the past season, um, with Sergio Ramos being injured and, and Real Madrid's defence looking more susceptible and some question marks about Varane's defensive abilities. Um I think small question marks given his pace and given his supreme ability on the ball. He's definitely a very attractive uh, football commodity at age 28, as you say, one year left on contract. Um, Real Madrid have tried to retain him. We we told you, um, I think, two months ago now that they'd made him an offer of a, a new contract at €7 million Euros net per season. Uh, Varane had told them he wanted to wait. Uh, before making a decision on that, wanted to wait for the end of the season and, and the end of the Euros, and, and the Euros have ended for France now. Varane himself has been asking Real Madrid for €10 million Euros net as a salary, which is not surprising given that they've brought David Alaba in from Bayern Munich at a high salary level and allowed Sergio Ramos to leave. So Varane feels that he should be the leader of the defence and rewarded appropriately for his years of service at Madrid and his qualities. Um, Florentino Perez, as I say, wanted to retain him. Um, He had been pragmatic about this in the sense that 
he also doesn't want to allow the player to le- to leave for nothing in a year's time, um, given Madrid and Spanish football's financial situation. The asking price um, over the course of the season had been around 60 million, 65 million euros if he had to sell him. I can tell you that as part of the the obsession Florentino Perez has with signing Kylian Mbappe and, and the focus that they've put on their transfer activity to try and get Mbappe to Madrid this summer, Florentino Perez had offered Varane and tried to roll him into a deal to get Mbappe from PSG and move Varane to France. My understanding is that Varane has resisted that and has uh, said that he doesn't want to join PSG, that if he's going to leave the club, his preference is to move to England and to the Premier League. He has strong interest from Manchester United, as you say. Um, It's not just Alex Ferguson who tried to sign him. Ed Woodward tried to sign him um, a couple of years ago, um, famously um, over breakfast in an American hotel towards the end of the transfer window. with in a, in a face-to-face chat with Florentino Perez and uh, and didn't get very far with that. Um, we know Manchester United want to improve at centre-back that Uli Gunnar Solskjaer has made that one of the priority positions. He's already got his absolute priority, which was a new forward. The Jaden Sancho deal has um, been put in place and accepted by Borussia Dortmund, accepted by the player. Now he moves on. Um, to improvements in midfield and improvements, further improvements in defence because he's had a huge amount of money spent on it. Varane has been one of the targets along with other players such as Pau Torres, Jules Koundé. Um, You have Nikola Milenkovic who would be a cheaper option. There's there's a range of targets that United have looked at as has been their practice. Um, for several years now, the manager asks in an area, the scouting department raise names, the manager has the right to um, kibosh any of those particular names or push for one. Um, the Madrid's position is that if they have to sell, they will sell this summer. If they can't convince Varane to stay, they will capitalise on what the year remaining on the contract. The feeling and the guidance I have from Madrid is that um, Florentino Perez might come down to 50 million euros in the current market environment. They are still not entirely sure of Varane's direction. He is, he's played this game cannily, he uh, and his father, who um, advised him throughout. Um, and he's made Madrid wait for decisions. Um, but there is a feeling that with his refusal to move to Paris Saint-Germain, um, that he may take up that option to go to English football and to get the higher salary he wants there. Now, if that's the case, you have to factor in ways of getting to that, the, the figure that Real Madrid want. Um, Manchester United would obviously, and other suitors would obviously like to keep the the fee as low as possible. Um, There is an individual here who we talked about on the last podcast as a a problem that Manchester United have to solve, which is Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba wants to move to Real Madrid. 
Um, he is his dream. I'm told by by people who know him well. Has been to play for Real Madrid. He's been pursuing that dream for a long time. Um, it has been difficult to convince Florentino Perez to buy him out of his Manchester United contract. One of the reasons for that is that um, Florentino Perez does not like his representative, his, his main representative, Mino Raiola. Raiola has been proposing um, as a way out of the problem United have with Pogba that he only has one year left of contract and he has been avoiding discussions over a renewal that he be moved this summer. Um, one proposal, something again we detailed on a recent podcast, is that there be a direct exchange of Pogba's rights for Cristiano Ronaldo's rights and Pogba goes back to Juventus, club he did so well in, goes back to working with Max Allegri who he has a great relationship with. Um, that has been floated and discussed. Cristiano Ronaldo is open to leaving Juventus um, and open to a return to Manchester United. But if you now have a scenario where Rafael Varane decides I am going to leave Real Madrid and tells Real Madrid, if you don't sell me this summer, I go for nothing in a year's time, then Florentino Perez has to get the, the money in the market for Varane. If Manchester United is Varane's choice of club, then Manchester United have a tool available to them in that they could propose a Pogba um, swap deal or Pogba being part of that transaction. And it would not surprise me at all if Mino Raiola was to uh, try and make that happen. If he sees the possibility of getting Pogba to Madrid, getting his client to the club he prefers to move to. Also, um, my guidance on where Pogba and Madrid are is that Pogba has had conversations uh, with Madrid about his future and and there is it's been made, made clear to Madrid that he'd like to go there and and the the advice from Madrid has been I understand that he should wait and run down his contract at Manchester United and be available on a free transfer in a year's time um, why because this summer they do not have the resources to to buy him from Manchester United because they're focusing on Kylian Mbappe. But in a year's time, there should be more money available. If you take the transfer fee out of the equation, if you take the, the requirement to negotiate with Manchester United out of the equation, it becomes an easier deal to do. You know, uh, Madrid, in preparation for that, handed Luka Modric a contract extension for one year. Uh, and again, my guidance from uh, Madrid sources is that was to give them cover for a season so that they can go for a top level uh, central midfielder in a year's time. As I understand it, there's no firm commitment to Pogba that they'll take him, but they are telling him, if you want to come to the club, the way we can might be able to make it happen is for you to wait a year and do it then. However, if you have Varane in play, perhaps that can be brought forward and you get a solution to both problems simultaneously. This is the kind of market we're working in. It, uh, it is one where, where clubs are uh, under greater financial pressures than ever. Clubs do not want to get caught losing these high-value players like Varane and Pogba for nothing in a year's time. So um, I think all kinds of proposals that probably wouldn't happen in normal markets could happen in this market.
As ever, Duncan, you've used two words in a sentence which I've heard before. That's not because you're repeating yourself, <laughs> but other people in football, and that was Tool and Paul Pogba uh, in the same sentence. Um, with Pogba, uh, clearly there is a lot going on. Um, he does, uh, it has been said in football circles that he is unhappy that uh, Raiola has failed to realise his desire to leave Manchester United um, before now. And he feels he's in a strong bargaining position with one year left on his contract. Um, obviously, the bargaining position would be even stronger if he decides to stay, but that's not his preference. Um, perhaps, do you think, if Jadon Sancho, uh, well, we know he's going to come to Manchester United, do you see a link-up between Pogba and Sancho as being something which might maybe just convince Pogba that uh, his future lies in Manchester rather than in uh, Juventus or indeed Real Madrid? You can see from Pogba when he's focused and when he ha feels he has the opportunity to win something, you get better performances from him. Um, it's never been a happy marriage in Manchester uh, for Pogba. He left the first time and for much of his second period as the most expensive player they've ever signed, he's been agitating for moves or, or at least significant changes at the club. I think with this desire of his to move to Real Madrid and Florentino Perez's desire to sign Kylian Mbappe, you also have that natural link of two players who work really well together in the national team. Um, if you can reinstate that in Madrid and, and, and get Pogba on the cheap, um, why not do it in a year's time or this summer if you're forced into uh, allowing Varane to go? Um, I think whatever you say, though, if you look at the, the squad that, that Solskjaer has been provided with, and and also the speed with which they've done the Sancho deal. So it's, it's notable that unlike a lot of transfers that United have done in recent windows, they haven't left it to the end of the window in order to get the price a little bit further down or fail to get the price a little bit further down. They have Sancho secured with Dortmund, um, apart from fine details, um, and ready to, to start pre-season as soon as he can after um, England's European Championship campaign. Uh, Solskjaer has been provided with an incredible degree of attacking resource. He's been provided with a huge amount of money to improve in defence. Um, he has a midfield where a player like Donny van de Beek, who was wanted by Real Madrid, is barely used last season. So if Pogba leaves, then that simply allows a, a place for Van de Beek to, uh, to take up in the squad and, and still wants other reinforcements in, in midfield and, and right back as well. If you have all of that, um, I think there has to be a, a, an obligation on Solskjaer's part to deliver silverware finally and end that, um, that trophy drought that he's presided over during his time at the club. Another centre-back uh, who's in what you would describe as the England holding pattern, Duncan, is Ben White, who we've discussed at length on the pod in recent editions. Uh, apparently there have been some improvements, stroke progress, in a possible move for the Brighton Hove Albion defender, which you're aware of, 
as well as interest from another club who could well um, threaten Arsenal in terms of signing the player. Yeah, um, I mean, we've, we've told you that to expect a lot of competition for Ben White and um, we told you, I think, some time ago that that Brighton would be looking for a fee of over £50 million for the player. Arsenal made the first offer. That offer was rejected by Brighton. My understanding that is uh, that this week they have improved their offer, increased the initial down payment and uh, and made the schedule of payments over the course of the contract more attractive to Brighton. But as yet, there is not an agreement between the two clubs on the transfer fee. Um, why not an agreement? I think it's the degree of interest in White, um, his age, uh, young England international, um, his speed and comfort comfort on the ball. It's that balance of characteristics that clubs are looking for in defenders these days. Um, we told you there was uh, there'd been interest and a, a conversation with Manchester City. I now understand that Chelsea have uh, notified um, the player of their interest in signing him. Um, and, I, and I think that's significant competition for Arsenal because um, Chelsea obviously can offer Champions League football. They can offer um, a, a club based in London in the same way Arsenal can, but one that should, should be immediately competitive for uh, the Premier League title. And uh, one that hasn't had a, much hesitation about spending aggressively on players of Ben White's profile and, and age range. Um, I think in, on previous podcasts, we, we suggested that once serious offers started to come in from White, it is likely that other clubs would get involved in, in a competitive bidding process. And I think such a competitive bidding process is obviously going to be of benefit to Brighton, who have always set up in a way with players of White's calibre, a kind of gentleman's agreement that should a club um, significantly higher in the Premier League or a top Champions League club come in and meet their uh, valuation of the player, they would allow them to leave. Um, but it's early in the window, White's still uh, on European Championship duty. Um, I think if you look at it from Brighton's perspective, it doesn't do them any harm to let this run and see if they can uh, can squeeze more money out of a, of an eventual deal for the player. It strikes me, Duncan, that this um, trend of English players, especially younger English players and English England talent, never seems to depreciate in value, regardless of the market conditions. Which um, if you think about it, let's compare Raphael Varane to Ben White. Varane has won everything, both in international and club football in his career. Okay, he's older by five years than Ben White is, but at the moment, 50 million euros may be enough to get Varane with a year left in his contract. So yes, we will take that into account when it comes to Ben White, but Ben White's going to cost £50 million, which adds like another 8 to £10 million depending on an exchange rate for a player who's played one season in the Premier League. 
and again extend that out towards Sancho, Chilwell, uh, most recently when he moved to Chelsea as well. Um, the money being talked about for Jack Grealish, uh, our favourite um, international diving consultant uh, for the Tokyo Olympics. Um, and any player you look at in that England squad has a value which is way above anyone else in the, in the market with regards to, um, it seems nothing but their nationality. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely right. Obviously, you have a homegrown rule in, uh, in English football, which, which means that you have to get a, as many high-quality English players into your squad as, as you can, um, despite the fact England has the most talented squad uh, international squad they've had for some time and, and has done well at, at the lower age range, ranges in recent years. There's still a shortage of supply of, of that English talent, so that drives the price up. Um, they get more media attention um, and, and that's valuable to clubs. But yeah, you're right, there's a tax. It has to be noted that in Varane's case, you're dealing with a player who wants 10 million euros net as a salary. And Ben White is not asking for ten million euros net to to move to Arsenal, Chelsea, or another club in England. So overall cost of contract different, and the expectation that you could have him in your defence for ten years, as Varane has been in in Madrid's defence for a decade. Um, I mean, Jaden Sancho is interesting in that Manchester United are briefing that that it was six, the, their policy of not paying the 120 million euros that Dortmund were asking for last summer uh, has resulted in a successful uh, saving um, in that they got the player for less than 120 million. Um, Dortmund say that they there is a, a fixed fee of 85 million euros uh, in the deal that they've agreed with Manchester United. Um, they do not say if they're add-ons. It's quite a, a, one of those carefully worded phrases that... Um, that clubs often use in these situations. But if you do the calculation, three years of contract left on, on Sancho's um, deal last summer, 120 million euro asking price, 40 million per year of contract. Um, Dortmund got over 40 million per year of contract from Manchester United this summer and say they're not happy with that money. They, they publicly stated they were disappointed at the level. So... Yeah, the, the fees for English players are greater than their um, value if you assess them on their pure footballing ability, but there are other factors in play there. Certainly is. Um, and speaking of Arsenal uh, in regards to their uh, pursuit of Ben White, Duncan, um, news also of an interest in one of the, has to be said, outstanding players so far, at Euro 2020, who um, has um, helped his team into the semi-finals um, and perhaps could be available for transfer, um, given his status in Serie A. Definitely available for transfer. Um, Manuel Locatelli, who uh, <laughs> I think it's an indication of, uh, of the quality of the, of the Italy squad that he was actually been left out of the last two starting lineups. Um, and they, they progressed despite the goals he scored and the performances he put in early in the tournament. Um, he has been the subject of a statement by Giovanni Carnavalli, the uh, Sassuolo chief executive, who, who said this week that Arsenal had made an official bid 
for Locatelli. Arsenal responded to that by denying off record that they'd made a formal offer but did not deny they were interested in the player. Um, It looks like Arsenal are being used and their interest is being used um, to secure the best fee um, for Locatelli. Um, and as is often the case in Italy, Juventus are the, are the club that um, are most likely to be the destination um, he chooses and who the club choose to, to sell on to with Juventus looking to rebuild and looking to offload a number of, of their midfielders. Um, interesting story about Locatelli is that uh, I can tell you that he was recommended to Barcelona's incoming president when asking for midfielders, uh, recommendations on midfielders uh, to sign this summer to improve their squad. And uh, Laporta's response when Locatelli was recommended to him was, well, he, he's not a big enough name. He's not playing for a big enough club. I can't do a deal like that. It's got to be something with with more box office appeal. Um, I think, unfortunately, if he'd, uh, if he'd taken that advice, he could have secured the deal for a significantly lower sum um, then will eventually be paid for Locatelli had he gone in quickly and done it before uh, before these European Championship performances. Another signing for Arsenal and one that, that has um, been fully agreed is Nuno Tavares, um, left-back, 21-year-old left-back from Benfica. They'll pay €8 million Euros plus €2 million in performance-related variables. Um, Interesting one this, he's obviously being signed as cover and as a development player um, and and an option they can have alongside Kieran Tierney. Um, People I speak to who who are paid to assess the quality of Portuguese footballers say that he is a difficult personality um, but a very good attacking fullback with defensive frailties. Yet to play in the Champions League, just 17 league starts for Benfica. Uh, other people will tell you that, that the price was, was relatively low because he's not that great, but I'll, I'll trust my expert on this. And, and it looks like uh, Arsenal have done a, a, a reasonable bit of business in, in getting Tavares in as, a, as, a, as an addition to their squad. Defensive frailties sounds to me like a very common phrase used alongside Arsenal. Um, in recent times so maybe he is exactly the kind of player Arsenal need <laughs> a common phrase for fullbacks in this this generation of players I think well look just as a complete aside uh, you provide us always with um, interesting facts about players uh, it is my understanding uh, from a member of the Tierney family that's Kieran obviously that KT would often go to an ice cream shop in the south of Glasgow which uh, is run by an Italian family called Locatelli. Um, I don't know if they're related, but there you go. Um, I'll give you the headline, everyone, since you're all watching and listening to the Transfer Window podcast. Uh, as we know, because uh, every time we put the pod out, uh, our stories appear in your media uh, platforms almost within an hour of us publishing. So well done, you. Uh, if you can, then please give us the credit. Duncan, let's round it up now. Uh, it is Saturday. It is the second day of the quarterfinals in the Euros. So we are going to be a little bit shorter in terms of time today. Um, so news on um, Harry Wilson, 
who has been uh, a much travelled young man in terms of his uh, career so far, and also the new manager of Spurs and his uh, intentions to sign a defender. Um, I think intentions to sign several players is a lot of uh, restructuring required at Tottenham, which has been obvious to everyone, um, including the last two managers for for some time now. He is someone that Fabio Paratici uh, recommended to Levy and had to convince Daniel Levy to hire, and it gives Tottenham's new managing director of football the opportunity to get working and actually put deals into the market. The thing he's he's been waiting to do and 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 talked about recently he um he was interviewed by Tottenham about why they they chosen Nuno and he emphasized some so i think some interesting points that i think we appointed Nuno because we have to be logic in our choice our key points for this season will be to come back to discipline to work physically hard to develop our players our young players uh and talked on, on several occasions about Nuno's ability to, to adapt players to his system and to develop young talents into uh, uh, stronger forces in the game. And I, I think that's got a great appeal to Paratici and something he will clearly have sold in to Daniel Levy. They've made an offer for uh, Japan international um, Tomiyasu Takahiro, um, who's currently at Bologna. Interestingly, I understand that Atalanta are also um, been pushing hard to sign him, which is, I think, a good sign given the way that uh, Atalanta have recruited and performed in in uh, Italian and European football recently. Um, understand the initial offer is 15 million euros plus bonuses. He's a player who can play at centre-back and right-back. Um, so I, I think a sensible recruit given that uh, Sergio Aurier, as ever, wants out of um, Tottenham is signalling he wants out of Tottenham. Juan Foyt has gone to Villarreal on a permanent deal. And um, Toby Alderweireld seems to be uh, open to leaving Tottenham if they can uh, come to a solution uh, to, of a club that he'd like to go to who can afford to take on his wages. So there's lots of work to be done there. Harry Wilson, it's an interesting one. Um, he has been... A player who, who there was an expectation might turn into a, a, a first team player for Liverpool. Um, he instead has spent two and a half seasons on loan in the Championship, one in the Premier League, going Hull City, Derby County, Bournemouth, Cardiff City. Two years left in his contract. So if Liverpool are going to sell, you'd think that this is the, the summer to sell him. Um, being a, 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 an important a significant international for Wales, playing coming off the bench in the European Championship. Benfica have been interested um, in signing him as a club, um, and I, I'm told did some work on that deal only for Georges Jesus to say that uh, he did not want him, and and there's been a stop placed on that potential transaction. But what I'm hearing, I'm told, is that there's now interest from FC Porto in the player and that interest is driven by Sergio Conceição, uh, the coach who led them to the title last season and and provided significant success in the Champions League. Um, I don't think it's a priority for them. Um, they would like to sign another Liverpool player, Marco Gruich, who they had on loan last season. Um, but they before they, they try and get that deal done, 
um, they need to get a striker in. And currently one of the strikers they're looking at is Alfredo Morelos at Rangers. Um, my understanding is they've made an offer of 12 million euros so far for Morelos. If they get that deal done, then they can move on to other areas such as Gruich and midfield and uh, uh, a winger like Wilson. I'm sure the potential of Takahiro joining uh, Spurs has got headline writers all over the country very excited as they listen to their Bonnie Tyler tracks uh, (laughs) waiting for next season. Uh, This has been the Transfer Window podcast. We apologise that we are a little bit late this week with the second one, but at the same time, as usual, we've given you everything of the news that is before it becomes news. Uh, you can find us on the usual social media platforms at Transfer Podcast. Get on to iTunes, give us a five-star review, and then, of course, the community increases as it has exponentially. You can get Duncan on at Duncan Castles, me on at Garbo SJ. We'll be back next week uh, to discuss and indeed reveal all of the news that you want to hear and, of course, discuss. For now, stay well and thanks for listening.